0: Hello and welcome to the second episode of Positive Education in the Classroom. My name is Stuart. In today's episode, we will be looking at positive emotions. In this episode, we discuss what positive emotions are and learn how to increase the frequency in which we experience them. Positive emotions are not just feeling happy. As mentioned in the previous episode, I explained that positive psychology is not just happyology. Positive emotions cover a vast range of feelings including joy, awe, satisfaction, optimism, and love. The list goes on and on. Learning about positive emotions is learning to identify these emotions and reflect on them as we go through our lives. Before diving too deep into positive emotions, we should start by making sure we're all on the same page about emotions, and positive emotions in particular. Positive emotions are not simply happy feelings that we chase to feel a momentary pleasure. Like the more negative emotions in our lives, they play a significant role in each and every day. There are many ways to define emotion, but they generally fall into two camps. One, emotions are a state of feeling that cannot be conjured up at will. Or two, emotions are attitudes or responses to a situation or an object just like judgments. That means we experience emotions, positive and negative, either without any control over them, or through learned attitudes towards the world around us. In positive psychology, we are not trying to block negative emotions. We are trying to grow positive emotions because in positive psychology, we need them both. So why do we care about positive emotions? We care about them because of the work of Barbara Fredrickson who developed the broaden and build theory of positive emotions. The theory provides a convincing explanation as to why we should care about positive emotions. By focusing on and exploring our positive emotions, we open our minds, broaden and expand our awareness, and facilitate the building and development of resources for use in our lives. These resources include knowledge, skills, abilities, and relationships. Fredrickson's words explain it well. These positive emotions broaden an individual's momentary thought-action repertoire. So, joy sparks the urge to play. Interest sparks the urge to explore. Contentment sparks an urge to savor and integrate. And love sparks a reoccurring cycle of each of these urges within safe, close relationships. The more we focus on positive emotions, the more our brain links to the actions we take when we feel them. In the same way a bodybuilder trains their bicep, we can train our brains to use positive emotions more often. I'm going to list some of the physical and mental benefits of training your mind to connect with positive emotions. There is a lot of research that has gone into discovering these benefits, so if you want to learn more about them, check the show notes. Firstly, experiencing positive emotions reduces the impact of experiencing stressful situations by building on coping capabilities. Two, regularly experiencing positive emotion builds resilience by building our capacity to self-regulate and increase our emotional understanding. Three, it can improve our work life, physical and mental health, social relationships, community involvement, and even income. Just a side note, I think that's a bit of a stretch, but from what I understand and how I look at positive psychology, the improving our income is probably more about reducing our expenditure, because when we feel good, we're less inclined to spend money on things that make us feel good. Anyway, that's just a side note. Four, it helps us make healthy choices. When we feel contentment, we want to keep feeling that and to continue doing things that make us feel good. Positive emotions are good. Great. What do you do with that? Am I suggesting you just go off and feel good more? Definitely not. All of this is science-based. It has been researched and studied. So, it's task time. You have to actively engage in your positive emotions. This activity is called three good things. You do it at the end of the day, ideally every day but as often as you can manage. You may have heard of a gratitude journal. This is very similar. I want you to grab something to write on and write with. You can use your phone or a computer, but it is much better to use with pen and paper. It gives you a tactile connection with what you're doing. Write down one good thing that happened today. It can be anything, big or small. From completing a large project to being able to sit quietly in the sun. Whatever it is, just write it down. That one good thing. Now, write down why that good thing happened. Did you take five minutes to chill out and enjoy the sun, or did it just happen randomly? Have you got that down too? Next, write down how you could make that good thing happen again. Could you make time to relax and enjoy the sun? Excellent. That's your first good thing. Complete that little exercise two more times. There's a link to a form in the show notes, but you can do it wherever you like. Just make sure you can go back and find them. A little notebook is a great idea for this. What this activity does is it connects us with our positive emotions. We relive those positive emotions and we identify ways in which we can connect to them again. Therefore, the more often we are experiencing those positive emotions, the better we will feel and the happier we will be. There's some links in the show notes to the research about this. So, you've learned a little bit about what positive emotions are and how they benefit us and you've even got a little activity you can help foster it. What are you waiting for? Get out there and engage in your positive emotions. Next episode, we'll focus on engagement and getting into a state of flow and my favorite. Thanks for listening.